When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Match Preview. West Ham United versus Newcastle, 7th versus 8th, one point separating both sides and both off the back, of course, of um, a very positive week on um, in Europe, um, respectively, for both sides. So it really is shaping up to be one hell of a game, this one. And um, I, I'll talk about it a little bit more later, how the importance of it, but actually, I actually think it could be season-defining for West Ham. Really, really big game, um, especially as, as we're going into an international break where it could leave us and... And really, let's be honest, when you look at the games we've had to date so far, don't get me wrong, we've had some challenges, but I think this one will be a real test to see where we are in the mix in terms of fighting for the European places this season. This season. It's, a, it's a real big one. And of course, Newcastle, uh, although it's had a slow start to the campaign, really seem to have found their form now, They're looking very good. Uh, and obviously, of course, you know, a brilliant week for them uh, in Europe. Uh, unbelievable result against Paris Saint-Germain um, at St. James's Park. So, yeah, it's it's one of them that you look at and think this is going to be a real indicator uh, for both sides, I think. I mean, Newcastle, I would expect, are going to be challenging anyway. But West Ham, especially, we, we need to show the football world where we're sitting uh, this season. So it's a, it's a big one. But before we go into West Ham and the team news and things like that, I just want to talk about Newcastle. Um I've got to say, I, I'm really impressed uh, the way they're, they're doing business there. Um, I appreciate that there's the, the controversy in terms of the ownership. I'm not really, I'm not really talking about that. I'm more talking about how these owners, though, have. Um, it looks like they've used the Man City model in a way, and they're learning from them. And the way, what I mean by that is that they've they're not just throwing the kitchen sink at it. If you remember when uh, Man City were first taken over. And had all this money to spend, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's like they just sort of desperately wanted to get success, like without you know really thinking about it. It was just let's buy as many players as we can, let's just see what we can do. Whereas you know you look at Man City now, they're a far more mature outfit. They they, they look very settled in what they're doing. Their recruitment's spot on, and it's I think Newcastle have learnt from that. I think they look at their model and think, well, we're going to do it in stages. They're not expecting to win the Premier League. They're not expecting to, to do that. They're, they're going into the season knowing that realistically top four is their aim, but or, you know, they, they might possibly get top six. But their recruitment spot on and, and not only just in terms of their player recruitment, but they're behind the scenes, the staff and, and of course, Eddie Howe. I mean, I'll be honest, um, when Eddie Howe first got that job, uh, knowing how good he is, I mean, I know he's done very well at Bournemouth. Um, I, I, you know, my, my missus comes from Bournemouth, so I've got a lot. I know a lot about the club, um, come, come to know over the years, and the respect he's got from there. But I'll be honest, even though I knew all of that, when they appointed him, I, I, I generally thought he was going to be there for five minutes. I, I thought he's going to get in this job, and the second it doesn't start going well, they're going to get rid of him. But I'm actually really pleased for him and how not only how well it's gone, but the fact he seems to have the full backing and they're doing things the right way. They've got the right guy in because, considering the flack they've they've had um, from all quarters in terms of the ownership and where you know where the money comes from, etc. That's like that kind of political stuff. Um, I think Eddie Howe's like the perfect manager to have at the helm there because he just takes that away because he just 
he's, he's so classy, you know what I mean? He's got a real likable uh, character. And I just I, I just think he fits really well. And you can see why the Geordies have taken to him so well. And um, I'm, I'm just really pleased, really pleased for him. Uh, you know, at, at, at those clubs, you've got a little bit of a soft spot for. I think Newcastle have always been there a little bit for me. Um, I'll tell you why, because I've always kind of considered... Newcastle, the kind of West Ham of the North in a way, because of the fact that they've always seemed to, you know, flatter to deceive in a way. Had, had a half decent season, had a decent, and then they're always followed by a disaster, then got relegated, then come back up. And oh, they're doing really well. Then it's always like there's always seemed to be trouble around every corner. Um, they've, they've been through some real turbulent times, that club. Um, and, and it just felt like we've always had very similar patterns as, as football clubs, always wanting to be successful, always wanting to challenge. But every time you got a little bit of a taste of it, you know, you look around the corner, there was, there was a disaster waiting. And then suddenly, you know, as I've said, relegations, etc., and relegation battles. And uh, so it's it's good to see that their fan base are actually enjoying their lives a little bit. And and why not? Because, you know, they've had a great week. There's no denying that. Um, really, really have done. And I'm, I'm just I'm generally, I, I admire them. I, I actually, I watched that game um, in the Champions League, you know, um, Newcastle, Paris Saint-Germain, 4-1 winners. And it was just pleasing to watch. I really, I actually quite enjoyed seeing it. I, you know, our PSG were poor, I will be honest. I was surprised how poor they were, but Newcastle were great, you know, and uh, the atmosphere was great in the stadium. And you look at those nights, it just sort of reminded me of the European nights we've had um, over the last few years, you know, obviously the final being amazing, but, you know, you look back at the Severe at home, um, there's just those magical moments we had, you know, uh, Leon away, just those big moments we've we've experienced the last couple of years, and considering the, the club that we are and what we've been through to get there, you know, some really dark times, and you know, we could have gone out of business, you know, not, not so long ago. So it's you, you feel that with Newcastle in a way, they've had the whole Mike Ashley drama, and I, I've got a slightly different opinion on Ashley. I mean, he's not he wasn't a great owner for them at all, but I don't think he was intended to be an awful owner for them. I think he always. It was just the way he was, wasn't it? And you could see why they just they didn't take to him, and there was a, they wanted him out. Um, so to see them experience that the other night, and you know the Champions League, I've got to be honest. I was looking at it thinking, oh, I hope that's us one day. I really hope we can make that tournament because it looks so so incredible. But don't get me wrong, I'm not taking nothing away from what we're going through because it's still special as well. But it's just good to see, like really good to see it. And as I say, Eddie Howe being there and experiencing that as well, he deserves that. And He's handling himself so well. Could you consider the pressure he's under? It wasn't long ago that the press were talking about him possibly losing his job. You know, they started the season pretty slow and they were stuttering to get results. And I just thought, oh dear, here we go. And then the, the, there was that noise coming out from the media. Oh, anyhow, under pressure, what's going to happen? Blah, 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 blah. Um, and then he's sort of seen that through, you know, that they're now looking, they're in good form, they're looking solid, they're looking a, a good good side. And you look at them on paper now and how they're playing, you think this is a side really that, again, could be challenging for that top four spot, as I say, or at least at very, very least the top six. So we, we, West Ham have got our work cut out. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Um, as I said about their recruitment, I mean, they're, they're, I, I, that's something I've admired, actually, from Newcastle. They've not gone down the path of, right, we've got money to spend. Let's just go and buy the superstars um, without any real, you know, logic behind the how they're going to fit into their team. We, we you know, you look at certain clubs that do that. Um, Manchester United, for one, have seemed to have done it a few times, haven't they? Bought players and not necessarily recently, but they have over the years and it doesn't work. Uh, and I just think you look at Newcastle, how they're handling it in terms of the transfer market. It's just been really impressive. Like Isaac's been a, such a great signing for them. What a quality player he is. Um, a couple of other players I jotted down. Bruno, of course. I mean, unbelievably talented player. Um, 
someone that they've really taken to uh, their club. And it reminds me a little bit of us with our, our sort of love that we have for our players, you know, possibly not so much Paquette at the moment because he hasn't committed in terms of so much long-term yet. But yeah, you know, we've just taken to these players and, and love them. And I don't know, I just really, really, there's something you really admire with the way that he's come into that club and performed so well and just really connected with that fan base. And I just love him as a player. Really, really impressed with him. Really, really good. Um, Anthony Gordon as well. I'm going to be honest. I Another one, good, clever signing. One that I think raised a few eyebrows. It certainly raised mine. I, I sort of thought, okay, I'm not, not sure about him. I didn't really see enough of him at Everton that made me think he was that great. I, I mean, I, I knew he was highly rated, but I hadn't seen enough. And... I think his attitude was a bit of a concern. Uh, I'll be honest. When, when you when you see the um, some of the the situations, he you know like he, uh, well his exit of Everton wasn't wonderful, but I think it wasn't even long ago he sort of threw a bit of a strop in the um, Eddie Howe. I think it was about the last season, but being subbed off. But he now is a vital player for them. Uh, vital player. We're coming to their injuries and suspensions in a minute, but he is a, he's become a vital cog uh, for Newcastle already this season. It's just impressive. They've, they've just gone about their business right. Botman, you know, another player we were interested in. I mean, what a player he is, but he is for them vital. Um, so we've got some good news on these actually coming up, um, of course. So I'll talk about them in a minute. But yeah, I, I'm really, really pleased for Newcastle fans and really impressed with how they're going about their business this season. They're, they're a good side. And, and, Although, in a weird way, you know, you don't really want to be celebrating that overly because, of course, that's kind of an arrival for us. You know, as I said before, I think the league's starting to shape up. You can see the teams that are possibly going to be challenging for the title. I think you've got uh, City, Arsenal and Liverpool would be my three that are going to be sort of chasing that title this season. And I think then you've got a pack of teams below that are going to be fighting for the top four, top six, seven places. Newcastle well in that. Uh, with Spurs, Villa, West Ham, Brighton. I think there's a few, and Manchester United possibly, seeing if they can sort of rediscover some form. So, you know, in that sense, really, they're our rival in a sense this season. And, we, and we're certainly going into that um, uh, on Sunday, that, that feeling of, you know, we are playing against a team that we are going up against this season. We, we are competing for a, a spot against Newcastle 100%. But I can't help but admire them and I can't help be pleased for them in a way, like just because of what they've gone through as fans and, uh, and for, for so many years, and it's just good to see. So no, no, I'm I'm pleased for him, and, and pleased, really pleased for Eddie Howe. He's he's, he's doing a good job there. Um, uh, onto their um, current squad situation for tomorrow. They've got some injuries actually. Got, I mean, they've got a big squad, and, and it's it's a decent squad of players. But there's no doubt about it that they're going to miss these players. They've, they've got quite a few out actually. So they've got um, Botman's out, which I think is a big blow for them, uh, especially when you consider West Ham. And our threat in terms of set pieces, corners, things like that. You know, that's where I look at and think uh, they'll miss him. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a vital player for them, Botman. He's really fitted in well. See why West Ham are keen. So, yeah, no, but that, that's a big blow for them. He's definitely out. Joe Linton uh, misses out. He's a player that seems to have found his form and it's become an important player for them. He's um, got good energy about him and I think they're going to miss him as well. He's going to be, I don't think he's back until after the international break uh, from what Eddie Howe was saying in his um, pre, uh, sorry, his press conferences uh, regarding this match. So he's going to be out for a little while. And the big uh, bonus for us, of course, is Anthony Gordon. So Anthony Gordon's not injured, he's suspended, and so he'll definitely be ruled out. He got his fifth yellow card. Probably his only um, uh, one of his negatives, isn't it? Is his kind of personality at times. So he's got five yellow cards already. So yeah, he's out. Um, yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's a big bonus uh, for us. So that's three big players out now. Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson's the one that's not sure. Not sure if he's going to be make it or not. 
Um, it's, it's kind of a strange one, this, because when you go back to the original, uh, this was prior to their game against uh, Paris Saint-Germain, Eddie Howe was asked about uh, Callum Wilson, and he was actually quite downcast about it. He sounded like it was un- very unlikely that he would be playing for West uh, against West Ham. Yeah, not sure, not sure, isn't the grey, and yeah, we, he might have to be after the international break. So he looked quite quite certain, actually, he would miss the, the West Ham game, which, yes, to be honest, with, with Callum Wilson, we don't want him playing. I mean, that guy's... Oh, I mean, how many times has he scored against us now? It's painful. I don't want him playing. Um, I, I don't, I'm not even going to go into this bloody podcast he does with Antonio, to be honest. It's driving me a little bit mad. But um, he's. Uh, it seems that he, he could now make it. It does. It, you know, the, the, the language has certainly shifted. And um, looking at that podcast, which, I've, yeah, as I've said, is a bit becoming a little bit annoying at times, is um, he sort of alluded to the fact that he might be playing. So that, that's a bit of a blow, actually. I, 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 although... You know what? This is the season where we are. We start well. One, we started very well, and we've beaten Brighton. You know, we've beaten Brighton at Brighton in style. So maybe this is a season where really we don't need to be worrying about things like that and and sort of curses. It feels like and, and the Callum Wilson situation. But it would be nice if you missed it. But it is what it is. Um, at least we know for a fact that Botman, Joe Linton, and Gordon are missing, which I think is they're, they're, they're first team players for them. So although they've got depth and they can, you know, they've got a good squad of players and they, they will cause us issues, no doubt. Um, there's no denying that's a blow to them losing those three players. They're, they're big players for them, so uh, they can only be a big plus uh, for West Ham. On to West Ham, then. I mean, look, it's, it's, it's a really strange season in terms of our injuries. We've been doing pretty well at the moment. The only one that's sort of significant at the moment that's uh, a 50 50 for our side is uh, Mikel Antonio. Now, Antonio, of course, missed the week, uh, game in the week, uh, he's got a, mus- a muscle injury. And David Moyes has stated that the player has been training, um, but doing running exercises. Um, now, that's that to me doesn't scream you know good news in terms of his fitness. I, even if he is kind of past fit, you kind of think is he going to be firing all cylinders? I'm I'm not convinced. I'm really not. Um, that's reflected in my team actually. I I I don't want to risk. I mean, I can understand why he might risk it because we've got we're coming up to an international break. So effectively, we've got a two week break now. So he might just think, well, look, what's the risk if he can play? If he if then put him in, and I kind of get that. I do kind of understand it, but at the same time, I don't want to have an Antonio out there that's not hundred percent because if Antonio's out there at eighty percent, let's say, you know, in terms of what he can bring to the side, his energy, his power. I just I, I do I do worry that that's going to be a de- detriment to our side a little bit. This is going to be a tough tough game. We need everyone to be completely fresh and up for this. And uh, yeah, I've, I've got my doubts on Antonio's fitness. It doesn't sound good. The fact he's not even done full first full first team training yet. And if he has, then it will be t- today as I record this. So um, yeah, we'll wait and see. Wait and see. But uh, my, my gut feeling is that he probably won't be available at this stage because um, because I just don't see the point of playing him if he's not going to be up up for it. So. Um, that's reflected in my team. Now, uh, I'd like to know your teams. I'd like to know your um, your predictions. Of course, as before, we're going to give away uh, a gift from our shop. It'll be a mug uh, or whatever. We'll get sent over to you. All you need to do is predict the right score. Then we'll pick it out and we'll let you know. Uh, so do put your predictions down. Uh, and of course, your team as well. Now, this is going to be my team. To be honest with you, I don't think it's going to be... I think we will pretty much have the same team. I'll be surprised if it differs that much uh, across the board because... The way we're playing, the way that let's be honest, we've got a lot of players in good form at the moment, playing very, very well. Um, uh, so I'm going to go for Ariola in goal, 
which I think is an obvious choice. I mean, Fabianski, I've got to say, really plays with him as well. It's great to have two good goalkeepers. It makes a makes a big difference. And it's it's good to see that Fabianski's coming into those European games and cup games and playing well. I think it's important. And the reason I like it as well, because if something does happen to Ariola, then you've got someone to come straight in. You wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily go, oh no, Ariola's out. This could be our season unraveling now. You know, it's not a Roberto situation. It's someone can come straight in, do a good job. So no, I'm really, really pleased. Uh, but yeah, for this one, Ariola for me. Back four, I'm sticking with the same. I'm not I'm not going to shift around. Um, we don't need to. There's no need for us to at all. Um, obviously, we rested uh, Zuma and Agurd in the week, which I think was fantastic. I mean, you consider that result in the week and uh, and how well we performed uh, away from home. All right, second half, maybe not so much, but the first half, definitely, and come away with a vital win. And we rested our two main centre-backs. It's, it's, that's a really big thing, isn't it? That really is something special. But yeah, I'm going to go for uh, back four here. Soufal, Zuma, Agurd and Emerson. Um, I mean, it writes itself for me. I'd be, I'd be very, very surprised if anyone changes that. Uh, Mavropanos has been brilliant for us. Um, but uh, no, sorry, he didn't rest Agurd, did he? Sorry, Agurd played uh, midweek. I just realised that it was, um, yeah, Ogbonna was on the bench. But we originally thought that actually Ogbonna would be playing in that game. But uh, yeah, sorry. So I do get, I did get that wrong. So yeah, but Agurd again, he plays for me. He was excellent. Great goal for him um, as well, winning that game. So and he gives him a boost of confidence, doesn't it? Um, midfield, again, I think it writes itself, this one. I'm going to have Alvarez and James Ward-Prowse. Both vital players for our side. New arrivals and it looks like they've been there for years just really, really, really impressive um, um, uh, acquisitions this summer. Really impressed with them. Very, very happy. Uh, and I'm going to have Thomas Suchek playing ahead of them. Um, I think we need him in there, Suchek, in this game. This is a this is, well, one, he's playing well, uh, and two, uh, he's having a you know, very good season, but two, he's got that height, he's got that power. And as I said, they're, they're missing Botman. I want him in there, I want him ghosting in that box. And yeah, I think that'd be important for us. So, yeah, that, they're my midfield three. I'm having Paqueta uh, on the left. Um, it's funny with him because it's not really... I mean, actually, it's funny with the, the front three I'm going with because not really they're not really set to these positions as such. Um, I'm kind of kind of letting them all roam. But I'm going to have Paqueta out on the left, but realistically, he's going to be manoeuvring where he wants to go. I'm going to have Bowen out on the right, and he can also be switching with Kudus, who will be playing for the centre. So it, all the three of them, I want them sort of manoeuvring around. I think that would be a, a, a good side. I mean, we, we saw this um, midweek, how we would look if without Antonio. I actually liked it. I think we looked really good. Don't get me wrong. It looked a little bit rusty, as you would expect, but... Let's just make no mistake, that was a good side we played midweek. It wasn't, you know, we're not playing a third division side from, you know, um, some dodgy league somewhere. This is a, this was a, a, a you know, Bundesliga side that have done very well, but challenging for the top honours in, in terms of European places regularly. So the fact is that I thought we played very well and seeing those three front players operate as, as they did and causing uh, that, those problems for, for the, uh, the home side, I, I was very impressed actually. Um, so as I've said, uh, it's a tricky one with Antonio. Like, if he's available, I'd like to know your thoughts as well on this. If Antonio is available, do you put him in? I'm, I'm, I'd like to. I really would because I do think he just offers that something different. He holds the ball up well, etc. And, and you know, and let's be honest, on his day, he's just an absolute handful. But then at the same time, I'm worried about his fitness. I don't want to put him out there and him not be up for it. It's not so much. I'm not worried so much about him picking up another injury or making it worse. Although that wouldn't be ideal. But the fact we've got a two week break kind of cushions that. But it's more the fact that I don't want him going out there and not being powerful enough. And just sort of then you're thinking, well, he's not up for it today. We didn't really need this. So that's my feeling on it. Um, but yeah, look, 
This is a really interesting game. Really, really interesting one. Um, one that I, I genuinely believe, like I said earlier, and I want to talk about that a little bit more now, is the fact that I just think this could be season-defining for West Ham. I, I know that sounds a bit dramatic for game eight, but I, I've always said that after the, between eight and ten games, that usually dictates where you are in the season. That usually, usually gives you a feel, this is where we are. You know, after, after eight games, if you're in the bottom three, you're in for a relegation battle this season. That's how I see it. If you're in mid-table, that's probably where you're going to be around that pit, that, that uh, area um, all season, and the same for that top. And, and that's just how I feel about that, and I, and I think that's fair to say, and that's what makes this game so crucial. <clears throat> Going into an international break, um, beating Newcastle would be absolutely massive for us. It probably gets in the top six, I believe, depending on other results, of course. I think actually, I think it probably would, wouldn't it? Because I, I think there's a couple of teams at like Liverpool, playing Villa or whatever. So there's it, going to be some teams uh, playing each other there. So I, it's, it's a big one. This is a really, really big game. Newcastle go into this undoubtedly confident because, of course, they're like us. They've come off of, of the back of a, a very a big week. But there's a little bit of a difference there, isn't there? Let's make no mistake with West Ham. West Ham are now an experienced European side. We've been in Europe now for three years on the spin. We kind of understand it. It's becoming part of us a little bit in our DNA. You get the feel that West Ham can handle travelling abroad, getting the job done, coming back, playing the Premier League. We're quite used to it as a football club now. I'm not saying Newcastle, we're not used to it. What I'm saying is, though, well, 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 I am slightly saying that in a way, but all, but what I'm also saying is that if you think of West Ham's game in midweek, we went out there, we got our job done, played well, but it was it felt like a professional job. It's like we got in there, we, we knew what we were doing, and we, we just handled ourselves very well, got the result and come away. Whereas Newcastle, on the other hand, don't get me wrong, fantastic result, outstanding to see it. You get the feel that that was like a carnival. That was a huge moment for their club. Very, very big, very exciting. And I do wonder whether that's, there's going to be a little bit of hangover from it from them. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for in terms of being selfish for West Ham is that that they might just slightly take their eye off the ball this game, just slightly. I don't imagine Eddie Howe. You know, Eddie Howe's not going to not stupid. He would have made sure they're focused and they know they know the importance of this. But even that being said, you know, as a club, even Eddie Howe stuff, they might be just a slight part where they're just they're enjoying the moment still slightly from Wednesday. And I'm hoping that that will play into our hands a little bit because I get the feeling West Ham are we, you know, we didn't come away uh, from our result on Thursday night like a carnival. Oh my god, what an amazing achievement! We just went, yeah, great, that's good, really good. Let's move on now. We've got a big game Sunday, so I'm hoping that might be a slight hangover from them. Um, uh, I really do, but you know, we, don't, we just don't know, do we? we? You know, the proof will be in the pudding when we see the game, but. It's, it's going to be, whatever it is, that this is a tough game. This is going to be a real um, test for West Ham. And, and it's going to be one that shows where we are. It really will. David Moyes will know that. That if, if West Ham can get three points against Newcastle, it sends a message. It sends a message to the other teams in this league. Do you know what? West Ham are really up for it. They're, they are fighting for top six honours this season. That, that's what it will say. And, and, I, and I firmly believe that. Um, now, on to my prediction. This wasn't easy. I'm going to be honest because I was a bit. Oh, I've been one minute I feel like a bit anxious about it, then I feel really confident. But I'm, I'm the more I thought about it, the more my confidence is growing actually. And for those reasons, like I just like I've said about us, how we we go about our business now, I just feel that we're quite a professional outfit. I just think we're going to have we'll be very very focused here. We know the importance of this. I'm just hoping that there might be a slight 
knock from their midweek win uh, for Newcastle, where they've just because let's be honest, <laughs> playing against Paris Saint Germain in the Champions League at home, beating them four one, is such an amazing achievement. Then followed up by a trip to West Ham, it's not quite the same scale, is it? And I'm hoping that's just the feeling there that they're, they're not going to go into this completely like guns blazing, just feeling you know there might be a slight knock on effect from their midweek success. So let's wait and see. But that that's my hope in this, and I've, I'm reflecting that in my prediction. So I'm going to say West Ham two, Newcastle one is my prediction. It's going to be a tough game, whatever. I'm not I'm not deluded to think we're going to walk all over them. It's going to be very, very hard. But I think with their injuries um, as well playing a factor, this could be, well be um, West Ham's day. I really hope so because it is going to be, this is big. It, this could be huge for our season. And I don't know. I, I'm very excited. Very, very excited. I'd love to know your predictions. But yeah, look, let's do it. Come on, you irons. Podcast Network.